time I came to LA's Moonburn Spanking Party in 2004, I was brought there by a friend I had been spanked by a couple times, but I knew nobody else there. I had a great time, and that evening went out to dinner with about a dozen guys who became my friends for the past 20 years. A couple of them have sadly passed away since then. I credit the Moonburn parties for introducing me to this wonderful community I'm a part of, and this podcast itself is a reflection of that. I wanted the 50th episode of the podcast to be a celebration of spanking, but instead we have to discuss the very real possibility of Moonburn coming to an end. But we're working hard to keep it going. Listen on for the details. Welcome to episode 50 of the Dudes Spanking Dudes podcast. This is not a podcast about the world's most elaborate anniversary celebrations, nor is it a podcast about understanding overly confusing IRS tax guidelines. This is a podcast about dudes who spank other dudes and dudes who are spanked by other dudes. And this podcast is hosted by two dudes. Hi, I'm Paul, also known as Copper. Hey, Paul. Welcome back to the podcast. This is, Thank you. <laughs> this is Scott, known as Red Spank Scott. Uh, some of you may remember Paul from episode 17 of the podcast, uh, which talked both about the origins of the Moonburn Spanking Party, which this episode is going to be about, uh, and also uh, Paul's work as an artist. So um, we are recording this episode uh, a couple, just a couple weeks before the October Moonburn, and that is why we are recording this, uh, as we have alerted folks on our mailing list, the October Moonburn will be the last one we have currently scheduled. Uh, we'll get into the details as to what is going on with that in just a bit. Uh, before that, uh, we just want to do a couple of reminders about upcoming events uh, and, and then transition back and, and uh, get Paul talking. Um, so just a reminder, Baddest Weekend is just right at the doorstep. It is from October 11th through the 15th in Augusta, Georgia. Um, I'll be there giving a presentation called Bully Play 2.0. I have a PowerPoint presentation and everything, you know, just like bullies are big with PowerPoints, or at least they know how to dominate an office meeting. Uh, so, so look for me there. Um, I hope, I'm hoping to be very much in my switch mode in both giving and taking spankings, uh, for people who are there. Uh, also, we have just this past week firmly opened up registration for Hot Seat Retreat held next March 13th through 17th in Palm Springs. Uh, we've switched to a lottery system for rooms at CCBC, and those have already been done and the winners have been informed. Uh, registration is still open, of course, and will be you know, up all the way until the event. And we have blocks of rooms available in two nearby overflow hotels. Uh, if you check out uh, my Twitter feed at Dude Spank Dudes, you can see the new mascots that we have for the special interest ta uh, tracks that we've come up with uh, for this next event, drawn by a wonderful kink-friendly artist named KJ Valdez. Um, I've already gotten some amazing responses, and I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with that next year. Um, and in a little bit of some Sadder news, in, just in our last episode, episode 49, uh, we went through a few recent deaths in our spanking community. Uh, not long after we recorded that podcast episode, uh, we were informed about the death of our friend uh, and one of the people who's very much involved in Moonburn, uh, Vern, also known as Gil Connolly, uh, involved with Moonburn and Mansfans Films 
and the rest of the spanking community, which I will ask uh, Paul here, um, since you knew him a lot better than I do. Uh, I knew him for a few years. You've known him a lot longer. So could you, could you tell us a bit about, about him and his role in the community? Yeah. Um, Vern and I first met uh, in 1993, and I was a guest at the uh, Folsom Street Fair. I, a friend and I, I went up to San Francisco, and we spent uh, the day at Folsom. And I happened by the first time they had ever put up their uh, spanking booth at the fair. And so uh, I just I, I was mesmerized seeing people drop their pants and get swats in the middle of the street and, and actually give money to do it and raise money for a charity. So I stopped and I spent I, I told my friend, go walk around. I'm going to be here and uh, <laughs> spent most of the day standing there watching Vern and Sean and Marwick uh, spank guys. And um uh, this uh, became a habit. I was going back to Folsom every year after that. But one thing I did do was after uh, after the event happened, I went over and visited with Vern and uh, basically we became friends. Uh, I gave him the first illustration I ever did for Man's Hand Films. I actually did it in my hotel room uh, the night after Folsom. And uh, basically that just started a lifetime friendship. Uh, we've been friends for now. Well, actually, it would have been 30 years. Uh, this year. So uh, a good friend. He obviously he started Man's Hand. He didn't start Man's Hand Films. He took over Man's Hand Films from the gentleman, uh, Sinjin Leslie Stewart, who created the the actual uh, company. And then uh, when Vern retired from the army, he he was in San Francisco and he just decided to stay there. He got involved in the spanking scene through the 15 Association he met uh, John, and uh, John took him under his wing, taught him a little bit about filmmaking. Uh, and then basically, when John died of emphysema in 1991, he left the company to Vern. And so Vern took this little fledgling spanking company, and uh, over the course of the next 30 years, he produced 125 videos. He created Red Tails magazine, hired lots of artists to create spanking art that we're all familiar with. He encouraged storytelling, which there wasn't any. Well, there was no Internet back then. So right. magazines was it uh, created community through the personal ads where people could wherever they were, they could connect with people in their regions. Uh, he started the Folsom Street Fair spanking booth that I already mentioned. And just he, he did a lot for the community. Uh, he started Camp Red Tails. He was the first to actually start a weekend type camp. And as you just mentioned, Badass Weekend, uh, Hot Seat Retreat, all of these other events, uh, can, can Spank, are all basically, uh, you know, not, not due to his actions, but based on a lot of what he did and uh, what he was able to prove would be successful. So uh, we lost a good, good uh, comrade in our community. Yep. And so he was also, you know, heavily involved. He started a he started a spanking party in San Francisco and then came down to L.A. Right? Yes. Yes. He actually started the San Francisco spanking party about the same time we were starting Moonburn down here. Uh, he was based in San Francisco. So, you know, that was his venue. And uh, he started meeting in bars and clubs that he could get where they would have a spank night. And he was the host. Um, and he did it basically to number one create community up there with the uh, with other people into spanking but he also used it as a venue to sell some of his videos and you know get people to subscribe to red tails magazine so it was kind of an ulterior motive but uh he started it and then after he left san francisco and moved down to la in 2000 uh he left uh bill 
uh, was the new guy that was in charge of the uh, San Francisco spanking party. He did that for, gosh, over 20 years. And then uh, and Vern, when he moved down here, he became very involved in Moonburn and was one of the regular organizers. He would help with the setup and uh, clean up and he'd sit at the table and register people if we needed it and uh, just wanted to be of help and part of this whole fascinating community that we're part of. Yep. Yep. And, um, yep. I remember coming to, when I first started coming to Moonburn parties and he was there and he had, there was a catalog of Mantian videos right. that you could thumb through and order, you know, and, and, uh, ask about them and get copies of them or, you know, uh, arrange to buy, uh, these, these videos, um, back in the old days before we had, you know, online downloads. Yeah, right. Um, and he still had the catalog and there's still, still all that stuff represented. In, in recent years, he had, in fact, how I got, I had been attending Moonburn for close to 20 years. Um, and I got involved with Moonburn as he got older and he was no longer able to um, get as involved. He pulled away. And so I essentially, uh, I didn't replace him because he's irreplaceable, but <laughs> I, came, I came on board to, as, you know, to, to do the work that he was no longer no longer able to do. That's how I ended up becoming one of the Moonburn volunteers. Yeah, no, we were looking for some new blood. Uh, basically, the uh, the original six people who founded the club back in, uh, what was it, in 2003, somewhere around there. Uh, I mean, I, uh, in 1993, rather, uh, getting my decades mixed up. But, um, yeah, uh, we're all getting older, and so we needed to bring in some uh, some new blood. We brought in Mr. Spanky, who most people are familiar with locally, um, and he took over for David, who was in charge of refreshments and so forth. He was with the club for the first two years, and then uh, we we lost Chris, who uh, he's luckily still with us, but he's unable to attend, and then Glenn, who was the founder, he passed away. And so, yeah, we, we need to keep regenerating so that uh, the club doesn't go the way of the dodo. Yep. Yep. And that's kind of something when we talk about, like, the importance of parties and events and, and trying to push this dynamic out there. It is partly because of the aging, like the initial – this the, the larger kink community, not just the spanking community, but the larger kink community was – this this the shape of it, the format of it was created essentially by baby boomers and the generation uh, right before them, and they run it for so long. Yes, but it's yeah. I, I began realizing one of the reasons we start, you know, I started working on this stuff was realizing, oh no, there 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 needs to be new people coming in to keep this all going, and so the guys at Badass Weekend are, are around my age. You know, um, right. and so so that taking off is good. Um, us starting hot seat retreat again. We're all, uh, you know, of of a certain age, yeah. <laughs> a certain sort of midlife. So that'll give it some longevity. But it is kind of important that we start having people who feel connected to the community, so that they can start taking on responsibilities and organizing stuff. Yeah, the same could be true of uh, of Camp Red Tails because Vern, after twenty five years of running the camp realized that, uh, in fact, he said, I can't do this any longer. It's too much work. And uh, he he was in the early stages of dementia, and he recognized that. And so uh, we were literally thinking about closing down Camp Red Tails and just say it was a good run when a couple of the younger campers came forward and said, hey, we don't think this should go away. We, we love it, and we want it to continue. And they volunteered, and they're running that camp now. So, uh, yeah, over the years, we all will finally be replaced, but hopefully others will step up. And, 
and and volunteer to keep these these programs going because they're important for us. Yeah, yeah, very much. It's a it's a huge huge part of the community, and um, that's actually a good way to transition to what's going on with Moomer because it's certainly not yes, it's certainly not because of our lack of interest in it um, that we're having this issue. So. Uh, Moonburn, for, for people who, who don't know, and by the way, if, uh, if anyone wants to go back and learn more about the Moonburn parties, episodes 3 and 12 are very much focused about uh, Moonburn's baking parties. Um, Moonburn is a party that, that we host at a club called Threshold, which is an S&M club up in northern Hollywood. Um, it's a private membership club um, that hosts all sorts of different kinds of kink events of all sorts of, you know, varying sexual orientations and gender combinations. Um, so as of now, we are the only male uh, focused event there. Um, the rest of it is a lot of male, female. And I think, uh, I think there is a, a female only event. No, I think yes. it's, yeah. yeah. So, so, but it's, it's, um, uh, I'm a member of it. A couple of us are, um, but we were alerted um, about a, a, a few weeks ago that there was a decision made uh, by the leadership, uh, the board. It has a board. It's a nonprofit. It's a 501c7, uh, which is, means that it's a, a private club. It is a, a certain tax status. Um, the board has decided that um, – the club is not really in proper compliance with tax regulations. And because it is a private club, it cannot have events where the income is all coming in from people who are not members of the club. Um, their position is that this runs, uh, this runs counter to IRS tax laws on how 501c7s run and could get the, uh, could get the club in trouble. So they've made the decision to close events off from non-members. Um, members could uh, bring – each member could come to an event and bring three non-members. But the member has to pay for them, uh, and it all has to be recorded. So that was the first big – that was one big change that made us realize, like, oh, no, this is going to be a problem. Some of, some of us have joined Threshold to financially support it, but there's just a small number of us. Um, I even – I joined – I even donated money when they were having financial problems a few years ago to help keep the place running. Um, but most people don't join. Most people who come to our parties don't want to join because Threshold – you know, as much as we support, you know, we, we don't want to – feel like you don't want to say anything bad about these other people with their other kink activities that we're not interested in them. It's just they're we're not interested. In, we're not interested. <laughs> yeah, they're not for us. And yeah. that's fine. That's not a problem. But it turns out it's a problem if the reverse is also true, that if most of their members aren't interested in Moonburn, which is the case, that means the vast majority of our attendance is non-members. And that's a problem. The other thing they decided was that they were going to require advance registration and payment uh, in order to attend parties. They would no longer accept payment or cash at the door. Um, and that is just fully incompatible uh, with, with how people attend our parties, uh, people coming from out of town, people deciding to come at the last minute, people who are just kind of nervous and coming to these events for their first time. 
Um, so we made the decision that we can't operate Moonburn under these terms, or that's how we feel right now, based on our knowledge of how the members or based on our knowledge of how attendees at Moonburn currently behave. Right. Would you, would you say that's accurate? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and so it, what makes it awkward is um, we've actually November was going to be our twentieth year at Threshold. You had mentioned earlier that that Moonburn started in 1993 and it had been in a couple of other places. Uh, Moonburn moved to Threshold in 2003. About it wasn't long after it opened, right? No, actually, um, let me just look here. Yeah, Threshold. I think we started in 2004. 2004. So, yeah. It was February of 2004 that we started meeting at Threshold. So it'll actually be uh, 20 years there in February if we if we were to continue meetings. However, the October party is technically our 28th anniversary because oh, okay. we actually started in October of '93. So uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, it's a <laughs> I actually figured it out. It's 278 parties that we hosted. Wow! And uh, 210 of them were at Threshold. Yep. And so that is a, a lot of parties. Yeah. Um, so I bet <laughs> I bet you have some interesting stories. Uh, tell us tell us about something interesting that happened at Moonburn. Oh, gosh. Um, well, you know, we, we when we first started, um, Glenn Walker, who was a, a good personal friend and uh, well known in the BDSM community. He was a member of Avatar on the board for many years. Um, he's the one that had the idea. And it basically, it came out of the fact that we all had our individual friends who we knew were into spanking that we somehow found out about. But um, communication back then was primarily through the magazines, like I had mentioned when I, I talked about Red Tails magazine. And it was just difficult meeting other people that shared your interests. And he had the idea of let's have a, a, a community party. And uh, so he started it. He, he originally called it cleverly the Spank Club. <laughs> and um, we would meet at people's homes. And then he found a, a little bathhouse where we could meet called Don's down in the Atwater Village. Uh, that lasted till Don's was closed by the city. Um, we met at the Sci-Fi Club in Burbank for a number of years. And uh, that's where we really got our foothold. Um, one of the more interesting places we, uh, we met was at a prop warehouse in North Hollywood after the sci-fi club decided they could no longer have, uh, have, they didn't want to have parties basically from outside groups because, uh, they didn't have enough time to do their own parties. So, um, we, a, a person who had been to threat to uh, Moonburn volunteered his warehouse where he kept movie props. And we thought that would be fine. Kind of fun till we found out it was all death mortuary and <laughs> coroner related. So if you've never spanked anybody over a casket, um, you should have come to Moonburn for those parties. Uh, it was it was interesting. And then we met at private homes again for a while. And then uh, we met at another bathhouse called Club Centaur down by the airport, uh, or Culver City, actually. Uh, we met there for a couple of parties till they were closed by the city and uh, eventually ended up at Threshold. But, um, yeah, some of the memories. Uh, I remember that when we met at the prop warehouse, uh, they didn't have any 
sofas, just a regular sofa where you could like put somebody over your lap and uh, have them kind of in a comfortable position. So after the first party there, they, they did have, by the way, they had pews like church pews uh-huh. because they did like wedding chapel or uh, funeral chapels and so forth for their for their movie props. So we, right. could, we could spank on church pews, but guys weren't really comfortable. And so we, we actually bought a futon and we donated it to this guy to put in his warehouse just so we would have a place to, to spank guys. And uh, that was the, the first, not the first time, but that was uh, one of the times that Daddy Howard came down from San Francisco uh-huh. and he took over the futon. That was his spanking space. And so for the entire evening, he sat there and delivered spankings. And at the end of the evening, he stood up. He found it was hard to stand up because all four of the legs of the futon had given out over the evening. <laughs> And folded in half, and basically the futon was sitting on the floor. And um, and out, out of fairness to Daddy Howard, he was a large man, but he also had some guys that were like 250 pounds over his lap. Right. So uh, we're talking five, 600 pounds sitting on that sofa, and it didn't last. Um, as as far as with the early days of, of, Moonburn, of Moonburn, when we first started meeting at the Sci-Fi Club, it was just one large room. It was a, a meeting room behind the actual clubhouse on Burbank Boulevard, and uh, it was just kind of a meeting hall. And so between uh, Glenn and Randy King and myself, we decided we really needed to create semi-private play spaces. So every month we would arrive two hours early and construct black plastic sheeting walls. And we ha- it was like a maze, and we would put up like – 30 of these black plastic walls to create various spaces. And then we'd shove uh, a spanking bench or a St. Andrew's cross or a sofa or a, you know, a large chair or something into each of the spaces so that we created our own spanking spaces. I mean, now when we show up at threshold, as you know, Scott, we just open the door and set up the table to put the refreshments and the sign in on. That's all we have to do because all the spaces are there. And back in those days we had the number one, assemble all the spaces we had to put up walls take them down at the end of the evening which was another hour um and then we had to bring all of our own equipment and so it was like a truckload full of uh, of bondage equipment that we had to bring in every month and uh so yeah it's like we we hope to find a new space similar to threshold if not if we don't just find out the threshold will allow us to come back um because that certainly makes life easier for us so I have to ask also, because I know, I mean, when I first started coming to Moonburn, so I've been coming to Moonburn um, not long after you made this transition to Threshold, actually. Okay. I, did, I didn't realize it at the time, because it was like my first party. It was my first baking party. I didn't know about the long history before that. So it only been a few months. It was in the summer of, or the spring of 2004. God, it might have been, yeah. like, been like the third party or something. I had no idea. Right. So I've been going to this for going to Moonburn for that long. And of course, you know, you were there and I knew you as I only knew you as, as, as I didn't know you as a person. I knew you as the artist and I knew you as Copper from the Man's Hand videos. Right. Okay. So my question for you is, as Copper from the Man's Hand videos, how many guys have come to Moonburn for the purpose of being spanked by you? I have no idea. <laughs> um I, a few of them have fessed up and said that, you know, they, they had watched my videos and that they knew I would be there. Um, most guys, if they, you know, they just approach me and ask me if I, you know, if I'll spank them or whatever. 
And if I have time, if I'm not tied up, I, you know, I normally, you know, give them their wish, but, um, I have no idea as far as, you know, a number, uh, but a but lot there again. Well, there again, I mean, it's like having Gil Connolly there. He was the guy that actually made all the videos. He, he you know, and over the years, uh, Moonburn, just because I think mostly because of our location in Southern California, but we had the elite of the spanking video world coming through our doors. Um, I remember in the early days, this back in the sci-fi club, we had uh, uh, Mike Pastore and Don Steele from Studio 7. They drove up from San Diego. Uh, the Well, Randy King, who was one of our founders, uh, he was a director for Control T for years, and then he directed a few films for Man's Hand Films, and his, his directing is kind of unparalleled in the spanking business. Uh, obviously daddy Howard, he had his own spanking company, man's hand films, uh, with, you know, even before they relocated to California or to Southern California, uh, with their headquarters, uh, they were coming down from San Francisco, uh, tropics pictures, which are actually located in Colorado, but Alex Colton and Marty came in from tropics. Uh, Jeff Stern brought a couple of his models up from uh, San Diego when spank this was down in San Diego before they moved to Las Vegas. So, I mean, it's like over the years, if you like spanking videos, Moonburn is a place to see and be seen. A lot of the stars of the videos, a lot of the uh, the guys who were either spanked or getting, you know, giving spankings used to come to Moonburn regularly because we were their local spanking party. And we've even and you've even um, some of the man's hand films were shot in Threshold, right? Yes. Yeah. Before they changed their policy. um regarding uh making money from the outside and so forth it's it's part of that whole when they when they created the new uh tax status uh we used to shoot uh, a number of videos there we used the medical room for a couple we used the school room for a couple uh we used the science fiction room as Vern used to call it uh the one with the the bondage devices and so forth the kind of a purple colored room yeah um yeah we used a lot of it in fact we used the ladies restroom there for a video that became our dressing room for a movie studio because they had lights around the mirrors. So, um, yeah, we took advantage of it and shot a number of videos at the club where we are no longer meeting. <laughs> yeah. So as for me, I mean, I think well, what I remember, of course, most of all and will continue to remember is how many of my friendships within the community originated from Moonburn and, you know, all of them, right. everything like everything that I do now myself. And you, you had mentioned how how. Vern had played such a major role in developing the spanking community and creating, you know, Camp Red Tails and all that. Everything I am doing now in the spanking community originated from that feeling of getting connected with other guys through Moonburn. That's wonderful. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, feeling a sense of place, having this found family, um, with benefits. <laughs> right, right. Definitely, definite benefits, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and looking for ways to uh, be connected with them. Um, and it still happens. One of the great things, I think, now about Moonburn, um, I'm not sure if I mentioned this in the podcast before, but I've been mentioning it to people ever since. Um, ever since we came back from COVID, after we reopened from COVID and started doing the speaking parties again, we have had new people. At yes. every party, every yes. single one of them, every month. Um, we didn't... Well, that's that's actually fairly true throughout our history. 
Um, we've always had a couple of new people, but recently you're absolutely right. We're getting a, a number of new people, like a half dozen or more, every single party. It's remarkable. Yep, there's been a, a marked interest, and I've noticed it, and I think I've noticed. I think the kink community itself has noticed that there has been a marked growth in kink interest and kink membership ever since COVID. It just it just awoke people's <laughs> awoke people's kinky side, perhaps, or I think more likely is, you know, we've got Zoomers who are now reaching adulthood, and yeah, yeah. I think, and you know, they've had the opportunity, having grown up with a lot of access to the internet. They've grown up with the availability to research their interests even before they're old enough to actually act on them. So I think we're seeing an influx of, of Zoomers who know that they're kinky just already when they hit adulthood. And it's not as mysterious to them as it used to be for people like us back in the oh, day. Yeah, no, uh, the, the access due to the Internet and so forth is so remarkable nowadays and you know uh the the various uh, spanktus hookups and waps and all the different sites that are available to guys um and well just the, the ability to download a video uh which we were never able to do you'd actually have to mail money mail a check to somebody and then two weeks later you get a package in the mail with a vhs tape yep um everything is more streamlined now and like you say, younger people who are not even of age are checking into these sites and discovering the, the fetish before they can legally enjoy it. Um, and, and technically, it's it's illegal, but it's wonderful. <laughs> and, and I actually like the fact of your, your COVID mention, because that's one of the few bright things that might have come out of that pandemic is people are now aware and they're like actually going out and seeking pleasure rather than just reading about it. Yeah, yeah. So I've had I've had so many great experiences at Moonburn. Um, actually, I'll just the last the last Moonburn I went to. So uh, just in episode forty eight, um, I had uh, uh, myself and, and uh, our friend Steve was on. We were talking about the fact I was growing into our roles as growing into the switch role, growing into being switches um, as opposed to being just a, both of us had been tops or doms for a while, and you know our our bottom side kind of awakened or reawakened in my case. And so at this most recent Moonburn, uh, there was a, a guy actually, one of the, actually one of the other funny things that happens is that I get to know people for a while <laughs> and get to know them. And then I kind of forget that because I'm an organizer and you've probably had this experience too. Yes. Um, you get to know them as people. And so then you don't actually think of them as potential spanking partners at first. You're like, you want to no, get them comfortable, right. you know, yeah. you want to you know, talk to them, be friendly with them and see them and make sure they're feeling comfortable and you don't really think about them. And so there was a, a gentleman that I had met um, at a couple of other events and I was just looking across the room at him and I was just actually just doing my, my quote unquote work at Moonburn <laughs> often involves just kind of walking up and down every year, just sort of a very casual dungeon master just making it's a sure tough it's, job. Yeah, it's a super tough job. The, 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 the event really runs itself. I don't really have to do very much. I take out the trash. But, you know, so it's just, okay, there's a gentleman, you know, who was just kind of, you know, I got attractive, um, a nice a nice look, a nice, a nice build. And I had actually talked to him several times, and I had, but I had never really thought about him in that way. Also, there is a switch. And I was like, I could go either way for him. And so I wonder if I said, you know, I've talked to him. It was like, are you interested in playing? 
And he said, you know, and so he was like, oh, well, maybe, you know, potentially, because he's also a switch. And I said, I don't know whether I want to approach you as a top or a bottom. And he's like, well, I don't know either. <laughs> so I said, okay, well, why don't you think about it? Because for me, one of my things, and I talk about this all the time, is I, uh, whenever, whenever I'm a top or a bottom, whichever role I play, I get into my headspace based on the other person's headspace. So I wanted him to make a decision about whether he wanted to be a top or a bottom first so that I could make sure that I was aligned with him in my mentality. That's a good idea. So he came back to me and, uh, after a while and said, you know, I, think, I thought about it. I think I want a bottom. I was like, okay, good. And he's like, oh, and you can go tough with me. Um, I can take a lot. I'm like, oh, that's even better. Uh, and because like I, 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 I'm really casual, like my, when I repeat play with guys, I usually start off pretty casual and just getting to know them. And then the more, you know, the more times we play, I build up to the intensity until I could become the actual bully that I like to be. Um, but he was, he had, first of all, you know, he had an amazing butt. <laughs> Always an asset. Always an asset. Yes. And he was, he was not exaggerating. He took, I was, he took a lot of punishment and I was able to, um, I don't, I am not able, I am not normally able or comfortable to do this in my first session doming someone, but I was able to let the bully out and really kind of bully him and do this sort of what I call objectification. And I will actually, I'll be talking about this at Badass Weekend, by the way, um, which is part of bully play where rather than being comforting, you help the bottom or scolding, you be you help the bottom or the sub be in his headspace by making it clear how much you're enjoying the process of spanking him and his body and you know, just the, letting him know that you're enjoying the feeling of spanking him. And I was really kind of to able to get into that uh, as it got more intense. I was able to use my more most intense paddles on him and it was wonderful. Um, and but I was able to um, after that like have a chat and instill um, what I like to do is to establish certain uh, what I call menu items where it doesn't it becomes something that that he's comfortable with getting me permission to do without asking him uh, an important part of bully play, an important part of consent for bully play, because I don't right. want to do something right. to him that he doesn't want to do. So I said, you know, one of the things I love to do as both a top or a bottom in these, you know, when I have a bully sort of like, dynamic with someone is either, you know, I can go over to them, talk dirty to them and touch them and particularly grab their butt and just, you know, pinch slap and just kind of like let them know that I think they have a great butt. Just now and okay. then to just remind them. And he said, yes. And so he gave me permission to do that. And so, you know, I gave him some orders because he, he dress he dresses to show off his body, uh, which is nice. And I was, I should also mention that he's, he's um, a couple years older than me. And he he has the body of someone 20 years younger than me. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, and that wasn't the only reason why I played with him. <laughs> right. Well, but he dressed he dressed like he knew he had that body and he should. And I told him I ordered him to keep dressing like that. For these parties. <laughs> <laughs> he agreed. And I'm sure he like and and I'm sure he you know, and I'm sure he, he liked that. Um, 
Uh, he told me he liked how that felt. So, so again, so this is like just the most recent moon burn. I was able to get into this bully space with someone new. Um, and we had a really good session and I'm looking forward to the next session that I have with him. Maybe he'll come to this October, uh, party. Um, but it was just, it was just great. Um, no, yeah, it's funny because you mentioned this and there's a gentleman who has been coming to Moonburn for, gosh, 10, 15 years at least. I, I know him by name. We always say hi. We're, you know, very congenial with each other. But I'm at the check-in desk and I just I, it never occurred to me that uh, he was really interested in play. And he came to Camp Red Tails last year and we sat on the porch for an evening and actually chatted. And it wasn't just, you know, the the hi, how are you? How are things where you live? It was sit down and ask each other about, you know, retirement and uh, in my case, at least. And uh, and how's the job going and so forth? And uh, and still, I was oblivious to the fact until he actually emailed me <laughs> about a month ago and goes, can we play sometime? And it's like I it just never crossed my mind. And uh, we get to know these people. And uh, but but we know them as either people that we know through Moonburn or whatever. And um, and so, yes, it, I, I'm looking forward to the fact that we may actually finally get to play sometime. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's strange how the dynamic works, but we uh, we're still learning. Yeah, we've been around a while, but we're still learning. So, yeah, that's what I actually I love most about Badass Weekend is that I'm not <laughs> I do some volunteering for them. I'm right. doing I'm doing a lecture for them, but I really, really get to relax. I get to really relax. Nice. Because nice. Yeah. Now my and I joke about this, but it is actually true. My m most of my non work life now revolves around speaking events. I'm sure it does. And I, I love it. Yeah. I actually, yeah. I actually love it. I do not regret it at all. But it does create this dynamic of like, and even like, it's actually hard for my bottom side. And actually, one of the other things that has happened is that I've developed a pretty good connection with a, a, a new young top who has started coming to Moonburn in the past year. Uh, and I've been playing with him a few times. And um, the funny thing is, he, he can tell what I'm in because part of being a host will sometimes cause me to not be able to get into subspace. Yes. You know, it's just looking at the funny thing is like I am being a host, which means I'm, you know, I'm taking care of people and looking out for people, which you would think is kind of submissive because you're helping people and being this person. But no, 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 no. it's kind of problem solving leadership kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. And so I love when I'm able to get into my bottom headspace. And yeah. so I have been able to at Moonburn. Um, I was actually able to at last hot seat retreat, even, you know, even with the additional work of because poor Jaden got COVID, yeah. um, I was able to get bounce back and forth between, you know, between top space and bottom space. So, yeah, that's what I love about having being able to go into an event like Badass Weekend. And, right, and, right. Know. Well, actually, I, when I got home from uh, from Red Tails this last year, you know, friends were writing to me and going, how was it? And I went, it was the best Red Tails I've been <laughs> doing 20 years because for the first time I didn't have to work. Um, you know, the, the new organizers have it so well organized. And so they run the thing. And the year previous to that was the last year that uh, Vern went and I took him and we were a little concerned because he had, you know, he had dementia. Right. And so we were kind of, you know, keeping an eye on him and always on a little bit on edge. And then, of course, driving up and driving back, making sure that everything was good. Um, this year I flew up. 
and I had nothing to do. So I, I know what you're saying. When you when you can actually sit back and relax, it is so wonderful. And uh, and as far as I've never been to Badass Weekend, and I'm not signed up this year, and I'm sorry I didn't because you're doing PowerPoint. <laughs> I'm doing a PowerPoint. I've never seen. I've, I've used to see Glenn Walker's lecture at Avatar, uh, but he didn't use PowerPoint. He used a, a black marker. And uh, that was that was another wonderful thing where he would actually do a demonstration of spanking. And whoever the poor victim was that volunteered to be his model, he would take out a black Sharpie and mark their ass with <laughs> where it's safe and not safe to spank, not caring that the Sharpie is going to take two weeks to, before it's gone. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I think PowerPoint's a wonderful uh, uh, new technique. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so... Um, which, after telling everyone how great it is to not have to organize parties, yes. um, we are not abandoning Moonburn. Um, mm. we, um, we can say there's still discussions going on with Threshold right now. Um, Threshold yes. does have a – they're working on a 501c3 thing that is kind of in remission. I don't know the, way, the right way to describe it, but it's not really functional right now. There is a possible future – where they may be able to open up again for events that aren't just for members. Yes, yeah. Um, so that's a possibility down the line. It's happened in the past also that they shut down. Uh, the fire department shut them down for a while due to safety issues. Yep. And there was talk that they would never be able to survive that. And like two months later, they had installed new sprinkler system and fire alarms and so forth. And they reopened and we've been with them ever since. Yep. Uh, COVID shut them down. It didn't kill them. But uh, basically, it was, you know, it was a shock to their system. And uh, now they're back from that. And now we have this. So we'll see if we survive yep. this or we are exploring other venues where we might be able to meet. Yep. Um, we probably won't do anything until after the first of the year. I can't say that for sure. But, you know, we're, we're kind of right now saying October might be our last party for the time being. Right. But we definitely want to uh, resurrect the party somewhere. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, we are actively looking into that. Those of you who have come out to L.A. and have may maybe been to our parties at OTK L.A. know that there's at least one other venue uh, yes. that, is, that yeah. is friendly to the banking community. But we're looking at we're, we're looking at all of our options. Um, right. But speaking of OTK L.A., um, this is also an opportunity to remind folks that even though we won't we probably will not be having a moon burn in November or December. We will we will be having an OTK LA party in, on December eighth um, at uh, that same place that we had the last two events um, nine ten WeHo. Uh, go to OTKLA.com uh, for more information about those parties. And those parties are quarterly, correct? That's the plan. This is our first year doing it. We're going right, to see how things right. go. We have not planned for twenty twenty four yet. Okay. Because uh, we are focusing right now, we are focusing on hot seat retreat. Um, we're focusing on that party and hot seat right. retreat, and you know, getting things running for the next year. So, so there will sure. be more about about parties for OTKLA in 2024 coming down the line. Good. Um, in addition, you know, after having telling after having <laughs> told people how relieving it is to not host a party, we want to encourage you all to host parties <laughs> <laughs> or, or go to these parties, like um, on WAPS. Um, W-H-A-P-P-Z. Um, there is a section there about local parties, and there are a bunch of them. We may have the biggest party. I think the last one we had had how many people? 61? 
60s? We had a little over 60, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, a little bit over 60, and that's about how many we had at OTKLA. So, yes, LA is, a, you know, our parties are bigger, um, but that doesn't mean they all have to be that big to be successful or great or fun. What matters is how much fun people have. Yes. And so there are parties all across the country, in Chicago, in Kansas City, up in uh, New Jersey, um, a friend of ours. Washington, D.C., Washington, D.C., yeah, Washington, D.C. is yeah. a huge one. A friend has started one recently in Seattle. Um, and so there are parties out there. Check them out on WEPS. And um, if you're going to Badass Weekend, actually, I, I believe the hosts of a couple of those parties are going to be doing a panel on starting your own spanking party. So if you're coming out to Badass Weekend and you're interested in – making sure the community keeps going, plan to attend that panel um, and, and get some wisdom there so you can, so you can start that, that's, your party. That's a wonderful idea, um, you know, as far as uh, just, just letting guys know, even if it's, you know, a half dozen people, even less than that, just to connect the folks in a community. And as you do that, obviously the parties will grow. Word will get out. And, uh, you know, the, the communication between people will expand and, uh, granted, you know, Moonburn is one of the largest parties, you know, averaging between 50 and 60 guys a month. But uh, most of the parties I've been to are 20, 30 at the most. And and they survive. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, they're great. It's not, you know, it's not how many guys are there. It's about how much fun you have. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, as we wrap this up, uh, I I wanted to pay, I wanted to point out uh, that the book um, the book is out. Uh, for those who uh, remember, Stephen and Mike came on the podcast on episode forty six to talk about this baking book that they were working on. Um, we are pleased to let you know, and I'm kind of being a little bit low key about this, but the book, which is titled "Bad Lads: Strict Sirs and the World of Adult Male Spanking," is out. Now I'm waiting till the end of this. I didn't. I don't want to steal the thunder. Um, the official launch party is at Badass Weekend. Um, so if you're attending Badass Weekend, uh, you'll you'll they'll have copies available. I believe. Yes. Um, I have a copy here in front of me. I'm in there. You're in there. Um, a lot of this book is this book is huge. It's actually I, appropriately enough. You could spank someone with this book. <laughs> and it would hurt. And it, it would it, hurt. Yeah, it is a large book. I was actually, you know, Justin and Trevor, the authors, actually flew out to California, interviewed yourself and Jaden and myself. And I really had high hopes for the book, but it, it outdid whatever I thought it would be. It is so comprehensive, uh, so well uh, researched. Uh, I'm actually it's blowing me away. I'm learning a lot from the book. And uh, I, I just highly recommend it. It's something our community has needed for years. And luckily, these two have picked up the uh, picked up the ball, run with it, and scored a major goal. Yeah. Oh, I should I should mention for clarity's sake for listeners. So they came onto the podcast on episode forty six as Stephen as Mike as Stephen and Mike. Oh, okay. They decided for their book they were going to go by the names Justin and Trevor. So if okay, you look that, it up on yeah, if you look it up on Amazon, Bad Lads, Strict Serves, and World of Spake, Adult Spanking, and you've heard the podcast episode, you'd be like, wait, this isn't Stephen and Mike. They are the same person. Those are the names right. they're using for the book. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so yeah, with that, um, we will wrap up this episode. 
We will have, as soon as I know anything more about Moonburn, because again, I am involved with Moonburn, um, I'm going to be involved in trying to bring it back. So I will put out an announcement or a podcast episode or something to let you know um, what the status is of Moonburn when it's ready to return. And of course, we have an email list, um, and so emails will go out again. Um, and we appreciate it if friends let friends know. Be sure everyone is aware when the word goes out, because yep. we do hope to come back. Yep, yep, absolutely. Um, and with that, we will wrap up this episode of Dudes Big and Dudes. Paul, if uh, folks want to get in touch with you, how can they do so? Uh, I'm very old school. I'm on Spank This Hookups under the moniker of NoHo Top, North Hollywood Top, and I'm in North Hollywood, California. Yes, and that's it, right? That's you're one that's of the- it right now, yeah. <laughs> I, I've been wanting to get on WAPS, and I've just been lazy. It's my fault, and I should probably be spanked, but I don't like that. <laughs> so, um, uh, yes, uh, but that's re- that's it for right now. Okay. And, and as, you? Yeah, and as for me, um, I am Red Spank Scott on, on WAPS, on Recon, uh, on Spank This Hookups. I am Red SPK Scott. Uh, I am on Scruff, also as Red Spank Scott. Hardly anyone ever contacts me on Scruff, but it happens. Um, the podcast uh, Twitter feeds is Dude Spank Dudes. Uh, and I also have a, um Instagram account at Dudes Spankin with no G Dudes. And uh, once again, I want to thank you, Paul, for coming back on the podcast to share, share the history. Yep. And uh, with that, we will talk to the rest of you next time.